A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, this is Hannah. Um, I've got a little prologue to this week's episode. We had a tiny little tech um, mess up about 35 minutes into this episode where one of the microphones failed. So we deal with it really quickly and it's fine, but it just goes a little bit quiet for a few seconds. So when that happens, know that it's all going to get back on track again just a few seconds after. So enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Keith Cheggers podcast. Um, I'm Hannah Norris and I'm here with my husband. Hello. That's Carl Donnelly. Hello. <laughs> He's my husband. And this is a podcast about pregnancy because that's what's happening to me right now in my body. I am pregnant. I've almost got to the point where I can say that without laughing and feeling weird about it. and I'm currently at week 12 in my pregnancy so we're charting every week throughout um this whole adventure journey thing and catastrophe hey I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Mir- very, miracle planned excited miracle. <laughs> I just like pretending that it's uh, terrifying which it kind of is still as well though. not yet a bit though I st- I've not had any panics yet okay cool yeah even that mini chat we were just having before we introduced our guest with her partner. Oh, I mean, I've, yeah, to come. I've heard about other people's <laughs> pa- panicked moments, but <laughs> as yet, none of them have seeped through to me. Because yeah. we are here with a guest today. Um, she's a musician. She's a violinist who I know from um, when she plays with a group called the Demon Strings, who have played with Blur and Gorillaz and The Good, The Bad and The Queen, which is when we met. And toured with Mark Ronston as well. And has been telling us about a crazy gig that she's doing at the moment every night um, or six nights a week near Liverpool Street Station. And her name is Antonia Pagalatos. Hello. 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 Hi. Or Nan. as um, My nickname. Yeah. yeah. Where, where's that come from? Oh, I think my brother, we all had funny nicknames growing up. Yeah. We all, John was called Berta, you know, Michael's Menaline. We all had weird. And Menaline? Mine was Menaline. <laughs> yeah, little man. Oh, really? Uh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, mine was Nan. As we were driving up here, we drove down a road called Carl Lyon Road, because Carl's, that's Carl. Yes. I was like, maybe if we had a son, we'd call him Carl Lyon. <laughs> I like that. I like I the like sound that. of that. Yeah. <laughs> what were the names we were talking about last night? We, we started talking about weird, a Greek classical like Hector names. And oh, you said Hector. Oh, nice. I, I like Hector. I like Hector. But you thought he was a bad guy in history, and yeah. I said he was actually a very good warrior. He was Eric which Banner. Which is not how, yeah, Eric Banner in the film <laughs> Troy is what is were you thinking about? Yeah. You're going to get to that, aren't you? Trying to agree on names. That's right, because you've got a daughter. Yes. How old is she? She's seven. Seven. And I, I remember that because we were on tour together earlier this year. I remember you saying it took a while for you to name her, right? Yeah, it did. We couldn't agree. Yeah. Paul and I, that's my partner. Yeah. We just couldn't agree. You know, everything he liked, I didn't like. What were some of the ones that he liked? Oh, I think he liked Chloe. I mm. remember that as being one of them. And I went to school with someone called Chloe who was always really mean. Oh, so yeah. I couldn't disassociate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked things like Elvis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for a girl, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Even for a boy, I was like, Elvis or 
and I like Spartacus, but obviously that's a bit crazy <laughs> because I love the film and yeah. the music of the film is one of my favourite pieces of music ever cool. written. So I was like, what about Spartacus, darling? And he was like, no, <laughs> not, not Spartacus, not Elvis. And, and so, yeah, she was born and we still didn't have a name. We still couldn't agree. And my family were coming over and they were going, oh, you're both musicians. What about Melody? And we were like, no, no that <laughs> that's is... not <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> but... um. You know, it is quite a cute name, but no, that was a bit. So, what do you, when fun. when what were you calling her to start off with? Then for we didn't have a name. Just it was just um, <clears throat> so on all the um the forms that you have, it's it's always like baby something. It was so it mm -hmm. was his surname because we're not married. Yeah, not you know out of choice. I just can't face the ceremony, yeah. the <laughs> wedding, and because we were we've been working as musicians at weddings for so long. Yeah. The actual thought of us actually being yeah you know not the musicians is too weird <laughs> so we've been engaged for i don't know about 14 years yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so on all the paperwork that we were getting it was just called baby murray because that's that's his surname yeah. so we just carried on calling her baby murray and, yeah uh, you know and how long then what at what point did I you think it was about three weeks. Three weeks. It was about three <laughs> weeks. It was. I think I can't remember what you get. I don't know if it's forty days. I could be wrong. I can't remember right, exactly. So some but kind you of do get you time. To. And I've actually got another colleague at work, um, lovely guitarist, who was just having the same thing with his wife. They just couldn't agree. What you happens know? if you miss the deadline? You just haven't come up with a name. You, you have to. You have to. Are you just add You it have in? to register. Yeah, legally. Wow. And and go and go right. You know, official birth certificate, and they write that down. I wonder if like cyclones, how they get a different name for every cyclone. They just got one that they chuck out there. Oh, yeah. Well, so yeah. Goes to the alphabet. Oh, like cyclone like Denise, cyclone name. Edgar. Yeah. You haven't done it. You get like. You just get given. <laughs> Francine. This is the name. <laughs> the, lost, <laughs> like the lost property name. Yeah. Sort of thing. Oh no. Yeah. Um, I saw um, Carl's. Carl's quite obsessed with the name Gary. I am obsessed with it. Well, not obsessed, just it, it's, it died out. So the last few years, there's not been any Garys registered in the UK. Ah, and I just read the other day, there was only two Nigels last year. Oh my goodness, that's interesting. So part of me feels like we should try and rejuvenate the name. Ah. Which I think, as a girl's name, this is Gary, <laughs> like Elvis. Yes, I like I like names like that. Yeah. Like, you know, that could be a girl or a boy. I know it's confusing for people when they go to school and they're reading it and they're not quite sure, but... You know, I quite like. Yeah, they can get they can get over that. Yeah. I don't. We're not going to call. But if it was a girl Gary. called Gary, <laughs> Gary, I think everyone would presume it's short for like Garismelda or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean? Yeah, I think it'll assume be, it yeah, it'll be a short short Gary Carlion. Yeah. So so I mean that is something we do secretly think about a bit. Yeah. Names, but yeah. Got, I have I have we've the got a couple, but we're not yeah. we're not going to share them. No, yet. no. I have that panic of like, if you name something and then go, oh fuck, I hate it, but that's it. That's the name now. It's done. I suppose you can change it though, can't you? You can yeah. change it. And you they can, can change, change it too. My dad said yesterday that Clive James, his real name was Vivian and he changed it. Oh, I love that. Clive. Yeah. That's nice. Mm. And also, yeah, Clive, I, that's what, why would you change it to Clive? I, <laughs> I like the idea because I, I don't have a middle name. Me and my brother weren't given middle names. Oh, for some reason. My parents yeah. just gave us, right, that's you, that's you a lot. Yeah. And I like the idea of giving kids a couple of middle names so they get a bit of a choice. To change If they it. just go, oh, I'll just use that one instead. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the royals. Yes. <laughs> six names. Yeah. Yeah. Just give them the options. We, we found out this week that, um, so this week we've had, we had a scan. 
because it's week 12. So we had um, the proper ultrasound where we saw the baby moving around, oh. kicking its legs, moving its arms. It's seven centimetres long at the moment from head to rump. Yeah. <laughs> so the legs don't count. That was really cool, wasn't yes. it? Yes. I didn't realise it would be so so much of a baby. A form, yeah, it yeah. looks like a baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I said to you, we did IVF. So we had two little scans at week seven and eight, which is them just checking the heartbeat before they discharge you to say that everything's, everything's going okay. But doing the actual ultrasound was amazing. But also through that, because then we were in a different part of the um, hospital service, they changed my due date. Like She's like, I'm going to go and check on the wheel. When did you have the eggs retrieved? When were they put back in? So originally my due date was the 16th of June and then when we were discharged, they changed it to the 17th of June and then seeing the hospital the other day, they changed it to the 19th of June. So it keeps, I mean, it's, it's all around the same time. Mm. Yeah. But we looked up who was born on 19th of June and Boris Johnson was. Oh, it was Boris Johnson. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no. Unbelievable. And we should <laughs> probably point out today we're recording this on the day after the general election. <sighs> <laughs> Boris Johnson has become, with a massive majority, the leader of the country. Mm. I, so I think I mentioned it because I reckon he's got a lot of middle names. Oh, I reckon. <laughs> posh, pe posh people have so many I'm names. not going to say what I think they could be. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, hopefully... Spartacuntus. Uh, uh, hopefully this child is... Hopefully young Gary will come out a day, oh! a day late or early. Gary Boris. <laughs> oh, no. Just so that we don't have to, it doesn't have to share a birthday. <laughs> and yeah, in, in, that, um, in that scan, we also, that was when we got the opportunity to check for, they're like, do you want to do the Down syndrome check? Yes. Check if there's any, ab I don't know, check for Down syndrome. Um, and they showed, so I think it's a thing in the spinal fluid where they measure that and ours was, I think, two millimetres or something like that. And I think it was if, a, if it was over 3.8, then that's when there's a possibility of Down syndrome. Um, and then you do a blood test as well. And that's something I'd totally been aware of. So at the moment, the, it, from, the, from the scan, it doesn't show like there's any signs of that. But being an older um, pregnant woman, I know that that's something that is a, more, is a higher possibility. But you hadn't thought about that at all, had no, you, No, I'm like sort of blissfully optimistic nice place to be well yeah i just never th i don't really i've not really considered any complications mm. as yet mm. i suppose it's like i said about when we were doing ivf mm. uh, i was convinced from such an early stage that it was just all going to go really easy and work like even though the percentage of uh the chance of success is actually not as high as people think mm. ivf is still like it's down like in 40 percent it's not even that i think it's yeah. in the late 20 percent or something and um, and so the chances are against you. Mm. For some reason, just from really early on, I was just so convinced. I was like, it's, I, it feels like it's just, I don't know, it's something in my in my waters. Yeah. I could tell it was just going to work. Yeah. And again, so I've not really at any point had any pause for concern about any difficulties. Yeah. Even though I'm I'm merely here on a support capacity. I just I don't know. I just oh good, you've got a great influence then. You, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm just I'm very strengthen. calm about it. I feel very calm about it. I feel like it's sort of I don't know. There's something in the air. I can feel it all working Yay. out. But you didn't have a 12 week scan, did you? I didn't have a 12 week scan. It's so well, embarrassing. Didn't have a 12 week scan. Didn't have a 12 week scan. So I just my first kind of thought 
of the possibility of maybe so just going back a little bit i just um <clears throat> i've always been putting work first yeah me too which i don't know why it is because i enjoy my work i mm -hmm. think that's why it is yeah. and um you know another thing would come up and that would just take so much time it might take six months it might take a year and then we were away we were in america and there was another musician there um and i bumped into him by chance i hadn't seen him for 10 years and he was like nan are you, are you thinking about having kids with paul and i was like of course you know and i think i was 36 at the time i was 35 anyway he said just word of warning it took sue and i his wife was a musician as well nine years to conceive mm. so get on it yeah you know? And I was like, oh, my God, you know, I just I just kind of just presumed that when I was ready, then it would happen. It always is so silly for me. It's like it always seemed I'd be like, yeah, I'd like to in the future. But the future, the older I got, the future didn't get any closer. Yeah. It was like it was still in the future, in, in the, the future, future, in, in the, future. the future. Yeah. 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 And that thing of like being ready, you know, it, it didn't happen. I wasn't ready. I was I never felt ready, never felt settled in myself and yeah. always wanted to. I don't know, achieve more or, you know, somehow prove to myself that I was valid or something. Yeah. Um, so it was really, he was the catalyst, really, of, of me going, right, Paul, I think, you know, I think we've got to not be careful yeah. anymore. Yeah. And um, so it, it wasn't a, a kind of like, right, let's do it. It was just like, let's not be careful. Yeah, and just um, open to make it a possibility. Make it a possibility. Yeah. And um, I remember being in a hotel room in, in Poland and... I was really drunk, actually. I was, I'd, we'd been downing like neat vodka and we'd had such <laughs> a Poland. good time. Yeah. I mean, that was just crazy. And I remember being in the hotel room and my breasts were hurting. Yeah. And I was thinking, God, this and my breasts are really hurting and my jeans are really tight. Um, <laughs> this is really weird. And I, you know, I never wrote down when my periods were. They just happened regularly. And I just thought, oh, this is annoying. And yeah, <laughs> um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, a thing on my mind so I just kind of sat in this hotel room thinking my goodness like this I just don't feel right and I think I might have missed a period yeah you know um so I came home and rather than going to the shop and buying a, a test I just rang the doctors and uh -huh. I was like I want to come and see a doctor because you know I don't know why I just wanted to do it that way so I went to the doctors how long after you'd had you'd felt your your, your weird boobs it was um, as soon as I got back like, so, so a couple of days yeah and... it was like a uh, we'd travel back the next day okay and then you know the next day I went into the doctors yeah. and they were like we've got an appointment this afternoon come and see me and I went on my own Paul was like you know in his studio carrying on his work had you mentioned it to him yet I had mentioned yeah. to him yeah he knew I was going down there yeah and uh yeah the doctor just um you know I think I did a wee and you know they felt around and said you are quite heavily pregnant now <laughs> and I was like oh all right not uh, just, you know, oh my goodness, you know. And then I just didn't feel prepared yeah. because it wasn't something that I was prepared for. How, so, how pregnant were you? Well, she wasn't sure. She'd made an appointment at the hospital, like immediately. I think it was like the next day. Um, and I was like a few days short of 16 weeks. Whoa. <laughs> I'm convinced it's because of the world we like inhabit. You know, I'm a comedian. Hannah's an actor, has worked in music and theatre. And like we work with creative quite sort of you know people that don't live a normal life mm. but so many people we know have found out they're pregnant after 
getting shit faced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they've just been out on like a bender, and then yeah. something feels, and then they find out, and they're like, <gasps> like I'm sure it's. I don't know if it's because our lives aren't as regulated, or yeah. I think we could, you know, creative people can get a bit sidetracked from noticing things. Yeah. Because you're on the road. It just sounds. Stuff. It sounds really ridiculous because you think, God, that's quite a long time not to have a period. But sometimes, it's just, I don't know, things it seems like you're in some kind of like I don't know not suction thing but you're just in some vacuum that you're just trying to produce and just get get and through being everything. on tour as well being in different countries it's like a bubble abnormal. it is a bubble yeah. Yeah, touring is definitely a bubble you just you don't you don't sort of feel normal anyway no. so I think you don't know what day of the week yeah, it is yeah, yeah. you know where you're going next you know what so I just, couldn't believe when because we were on tour in Europe that kind of bus lag feeling it was the first time I'd been on a tour bus and when we get to a hotel I'd be knocked out for a couple of hours and wake up and go fuck that feels like I've just flown across the world from that thing of just being on the bus yeah. overnight and whatever that you're sleeping but yeah if it's yeah if you're not properly sleeping or whatever yeah but that was a ama- like for me the first trimester which I've just come out of so I'm starting to feel more normal is what it feels like I feel more normal I was so tired so tired mm. but you didn't you no. didn't feel abnormally tired. I didn't feel any different at all. Mm. Nothing. Just, I think I was aware that my jeans were tight. Yeah. But I just thought I was eating too much. Yeah, which is another thing because I'm I'm definitely at that point now where I'm trying to decide if I'm showing a little bit or not, or if. But it's that thing of going. It could just. I could just look a bit fat. Mm. I've just yeah. eaten a bit. Bit of pizza, like a load of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. Lot of pizza. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, so so yeah then when you did find out you didn't feel pre- you say you didn't I didn't feel prepared I went um, straight into Paul's room and said I this is what's happened and I'm like really not ready and he was like darling there's gonna be another tour and another one and another one and there's always there's always gonna be another tour you know this is this is now and yeah. I was like oh my goodness okay you know and then started making calls and tell my family and you know just the shock of it all and and then, and then really embraced it, you know, yeah. really just went, wow, this is really happening. And was, oh, I don't know if I was prepared as such, but, you know, realised that this was happening. Yeah, I think that, that was a, a main thing for me with starting this podcast was the moment that I found out, I was like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I found out at four weeks and like we were in a process with a hospital system but still like what the fuck like what happens now you get a baby in a while mm. but yeah. what happens in the meantime and, yeah and and what's it like and what what do you have to think about because I've haven't been around babies that much either like I'm not I don't have them in my, in my life particularly yeah. so there's no kind of direct experience in that way did you have any of that like you were were you used to being around no. kids you, no no not at all no. <laughs> I had no idea you know what what to expect and it was uh, I just I just did it naturally you know like from reading things or um being on the internet looking things up if I wanted to know something or um just make you know do my appointments ask the questions I needed to ask and just carry on yeah. just carried on working basically and do, and you worked throughout your pregnancy were you t- were you touring or what what did you uh, not well yes <laughs> <laughs> Not as much. Um, I was still going away, but not on long stints. But yep. I was still going, and I hadn't told. Uh, there were people, um, you know. I, I told you know, Demon Strings knew about it, yep. but I remember um, we'd been booked for a 
Am I? I don't know. Am I allowed to talk about work? Yeah, yeah I suppose so. Yeah. We've been booked for a show for Mark Ronson in yeah. uh, Paris, and uh, it was a it was a catwalk show uh, for Etam, mm-hmm. um, and the the guests he had on were insane. He had uh, Grace Jones, Gloria Gaynor, the Pointer Sisters, Sister Sledge, Shaka Khan. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was like insane. You know, yeah. you wanted to do this gig, right? You really didn't want to miss out. But we had to wear particular outfits because it was a catwalk bit, you know, mid catwalk, sitting down two and two in kind of platform heels and particular outfits. And I hadn't said to them, like, I'm actually, I think I was about six months pregnant wow. then. So I was really showing, you know. Yeah. And um, so I think, you know, we managed to tell the costume department that I was pregnant and they, you know, made sure I was wearing some something that wasn't going to constrain me in any way. Yeah. Um, and not platforms, um, platform shoes. But I remember sitting in the catering and, and Mark came in and I was like, <clears throat> I've got something to tell you, you know. And, uh, and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant. And he was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, you know. And I just, you know, I just because I was wearing baggy black jumpers, I just thought, you know, I could hide it a little bit and not be so, you know. But so I did basically carry on yeah. as normal as much as I could on stage, just being really big. Yeah. Mm. So we had... Um, a friend that we spoke to, Wendy Wason, a few weeks ago, she's she's got three children and when she was pregnant with her third, she was performing at the Edinburgh Fringe and she was doing two shows a day when she was eight, eight, eight months. months and being kind of at 11 p.m. and and doing a show and being being fully pregnant and she was like oh, it was crazy but yeah. it was because it was my third kid I felt like I could do it I knew what was happening and yeah. it was it was not as much of a big deal and yeah and now that there's there was once when she was playing a song that used to be the intro music and that he when he was a baby he went crazy because he could hear the oh. song again that he knew every night from <laughs> oh. going on stage which is um funny that's but, one thing being self-employed that you don't have the support and I think when you when you are employed um you know, you have this maternity leave and mm. it's kind of a given. Now you tell your employer that you're pregnant and they say, great, you know, this is when you're going to you work up until and then you're going to relax for however long and then you're going to come back then. Mm. But, and you, you know, this, is, that this is something well. that is, is not um, advised by, you know, by the by the doctors or the maternity. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they, yeah. they can't give you that advice. That's all stuff that you have to search for online and, and work out how you want to do it. Mm. And and I just took everything. I just as normal. I didn't yeah, go right. Yeah. I'm going to give myself this long. I worked right until I don't know two days before I started. Go. Yeah, going started, into labour. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, how soon after did you start working again? I think it was three weeks or something. Shit. I was like um, <clears throat> limping. A little bit yeah it was so painful you know I kind of had this limp because one of my legs went, went completely numb yeah um from the pain of, of of childbirth and uh yeah it was like you know walking through Amsterdam limping <laughs> 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 like being in 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 toilets in some club you know like extracting oh, yeah. because you know it was, it was, you know, my breasts were producing so much milk. I was just, you know, I can, you know, one o'clock in the morning, all these girls like coming in to do, <laughs> check themselves out. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> you know, oh, no. but I just, I, I, I didn't prepare. I think I would, if, uh, you know, not if it happens again, with hindsight, yeah. I would have gone, right, I'm going to take off 
you know, two months or yeah. something or three months or something like that. But um, I, I didn't. But again, it's part of that mindset of work being so important, being something that you love. Exactly. That if you if you do take that time out, then yeah. how quickly are you going to disappear or yeah. is the next thing not going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's really... Yeah, like this is an opportunity and I really want to take this opportunity. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to let this stop me. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, I'll be gone. Sorry, darling, I'm going to be gone four or five days and it won't be long and I'll be back and then, you know doing stuff and did you take her with you no no um not for that one but there was somewhere we could i could take her with me yeah which you know i'm so grateful that i could and that she could be around and you know just depending on whether it was feasible for her to travel and whether paul could come yeah and take the time to look after her and he knew you know something's really important like to me musically and it was never about you know earning money it was it was about doing something that i really wanted to do you know and be involved in and that's a moment that's gone forever yeah you know yeah other projects that might have arisen probably and i guess that i mean that's something with you the fact that i mean carl gigs usually five or six nights a week and some of them are out of london like probably a couple of times a week sometimes you stay overnight sometimes you're just out of town for the for the gig but yeah, how that would be different if that was if that was my life doing that many nights a week. Like, you know, I, I go on tour sometimes with different things if that's doing a show or like the assisting that I did with, with the Good, the Bad and the Queen. But that, I mean, if you were going, it would be hard for you if you were the mother. Yeah. And even then, I don't know what the etiquette is as a dad who's self-employed and touring and stuff. Like, you know, again, like you say, like if you're self-employed, you don't have maternity paternity leave mm. there's no rules on how long should i take mm. and it weirdly because i was thinking because you know they reckon now more and more people are self-employed than ever because the, the way the economy's changed and mm. work's changed they're gonna have to at some point look at you know giving some self-employed people some help in that but yeah i don't i've really i might i my diary is booked up about nine months to a year in advance so wow. at the minute i've got gigs you know i've left sort of june relatively clear but there's still definitely gigs that are yeah. in and around the due date <laughs> yeah that i've sort of i think you've got gigs in at the london comedy store on the 20th 21st 22nd i mean <laughs> 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 yes i have got gigs that weekend but they went in they went in before yeah, yeah. uh before yeah. 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 so that again it's that thing of i don't can know can you dep gigs out like musicians can can you try what on what short notice well yeah can you dep them out can or not check can you go Hello, uh, Gary. Can you depth this for me? Oh, um, yeah. Can I mean, definitely with? with a club gig, yes. Like if it's a, say the comedy store in London, you know, it's a big, big enough club, and like they've got enough comics who want to play it that they could, yeah. You know, and they, I get on well enough with them that I could say to them, "Look, this is what's happening." Mm. Um, you know, my wife might be giving birth that week. <laughs> If that's the case, yeah. I'll probably have to drop out short notice. <laughs> yeah. And I think they'll be cool to like wait and just give me a bit of like time. Because imagine you were two weeks premature like, or, or, or late. Like, yeah. Then, you know, I'll do the comedy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I know, yeah. you know what I mean? I think, I think I'm going to sort of play it by here. But something like that with the sort of bigger gigs, they would they would find the comedian to substitute you, wouldn't they? Yeah. Smaller things, you might go, I can't do it, but I asked around yeah yeah but if it's something yeah or if it's a festival or something i'd have to definitely cancel it enough in in advance advance, yeah Yeah. and just they'd find something they'd work something else out 
but yeah it's like again I've, at the minute I've just thought we don't know what's going to happen I'll yeah, just load totally. it up and then take things out if and when they're needed my name's Pete Allison and I'm Dave Cribb and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends each week we invite a guest on ask them to pick their favourite episode of Friends and then we talk about it in far too much detail. Basically, if you like the show Friends and you like it when people take things far too seriously, then you might well like this podcast. Search Great Big Owl on your podcast app of choice and you'll find Friends with Friends right there. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um... Just talking about where that you're wearing big jumpers and things like that because you wear you've got beautiful clothes you wear beautiful clothes oh, you do you, you have a, you have amazing cool clothes when we're on tour you'd just you'd you'd get off the bus and I'd be I'd be wearing like I don't know tracksuit pants and something and you'd have this amazing little these shorts and kind of some vintage beautiful oh, top and I'd be like oh look at her she looks amazing um but yeah it was my I've got it's my birthday party on the weekend and we went looking for I'd got a dress online, but I didn't like it. And then we went looking for some dresses and we, I bought a couple that are almost quite 70s maternity, maternity vibe. Yeah. Like they're sort of flowing, but they feel good and comfortable. And I described them as Rosemary's baby dresses. So, you know, that sort of <laughs> yeah. oh, nice. New York 70s yes. bohemian sort of look. Very nice. Yeah. Which some other, you know, again, putting some other ones on just going... I think, like, do I just do I just look a bit fat in this? Like, it's not obviously mm. a baby. I love those people who wear tight clothes and they've got the obvious bump. Yes. Just like, <clears throat> here I am with my yes. with my baby here. But that thing, I was thinking about that with you with clothes and how you like at, throughout your pregnancy. What? Oh, I think I didn't really. Uh, I remember buying this really cool kit from Mothercare. I think it was where it just. There was a black one, a white one, and a blue one, and it was like an attachment for trousers. So um, as long as you wore something long enough, you could carry on wearing your trousers and not buy. So I didn't buy any maternity trousers uh. at all. I just bought this. It's this bit of fabric that goes, and then it's got, you know, an attachment for each side of your trousers. Yeah. So you could carry on wearing all your clothes, but just not do them up. 
basically. Yeah. And this fabric. So as long as he wore something long enough. So I just made sure that anything I wore with my trousers or leggings or whatever I wanted to wear was long. Yeah. You know? And then I just, I think I did spend, and it sounds horrible, but I did spend a lot of time in a big black jumper yeah. because it was the one that didn't present so much that I was pregnant. I, I wasn't one of those girls that, yeah. um, or ladies or whatever that wanted to show off my lady bump or whatever they the song was yeah <laughs> lumps <laughs> 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 um yeah i just i i wanted to be dis- discreet i yeah. said i don't i wanted to i just that's the way i did it and 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 just wore black yeah i think and yeah yeah I I um Carl bought me some maternity trousers for my birthday. Oh, <laughs> so I thought I put I put all my jeans away because quite early I was like, oh, these are, these feel too tight already. Just try to do them up, but I didn't know about that. I'm gonna go and look at those. Yeah, extended get, get things. the jeans out the cupboard. Yeah, get yeah, <laughs> get back up on top of the cupboard to get the jeans yeah. back out of the cupboard. And they had some kind of um, I don't know. It was like kind of I don't know how to call it. Like not a bag. It was um a support. It yeah. was a support. And it was like a very wide belt that you could wear so that you felt supported, mm-hmm. um, which is probably what maternity clothes do. Yeah. Even though they're quite loose, there are some, especially the trousers, that have this big kind of like massive wide band, yeah. which which is supportive. Yeah. Um, it's I don't good think for your lower back, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's think a it's, like a, it's a wide band because suddenly you've got a wide... Um, waist i think it's supportive and so i bought this which i wore underneath um to, to to support the weight of yeah right of what was going on i think that i remember that having that yeah look for that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i make a list every time i talk to someone i'm like what the fuck okay is that thing well it's none of that it's not none of the things that you ever like look up online yeah actually <laughs> let me that, look at this. that's not the yeah. lead there's no definitive list no what you find is everyone we know who's been pregnant that you talk to gives you a new little tip that yeah. you didn't find out anywhere else. Yeah. Well, are, are they nice maternity trousers? Are they ones that you... Yeah, they, yeah they're cool kind of animal print ones. Yeah. <laughs> they're good. But they're just right. like, I haven't tried them on yet. I saw that like there's space for a baby in them. Wow. <laughs> um, I thought it was, a bit, I, it was almost a novelty present at this stage. Yeah. It's so early to buy yeah. maternity trousers. Yeah. But I thought it'd be funny. My mum sent us our first bit of baby clothing as well. Aww. little singlet t-shirt that just says melbourne which is sweet because she hasn't like until we did this show together this year we'd never really talked about kids and her being uh, it will be her first grandchild but now she's really into it now she once we once we talked about it she just talked about it all the time yay (laughs) excellent um but yeah my i saw my acupuncturist this week and i was she was saying how um with um like because i was saying about showing and stuff she said well you're like already your ribs will be starting to move outwards to start starting to create space and that idea that i'm feeling a bit thicker as well she's like well yeah your body moves before it need like before it needs to so it creates the space that then the baby mm-hmm. can grow into rather than it trying to push, push its it. way yeah. Yeah, <laughs> past yeah. your lungs or whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever it has to do and with that as well she was like you should go and get yourself a maternity bra i was like <laughs> um, but she said for in the January sales that I should go and do that because the underwire, as your boobs start to grow, the underwire can start to um, mm. like poke in. And in terms of then when you're getting breast milk or whatever, sort of some of those 
tubes or <laughs> vessels or whatever <laughs> is going on inside. It can restrict or like cut off, do some early damage to that. So I have to get a maternity bra. I'll add it to the Christmas list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a word with Santa Claus. Yuck, in a stocking. <laughs> Just a big old bra at the bottom of it. <laughs> Um, another thing we were talk like we started to touch on before we started recording was a little bit about birth. Um, now, when we we had a, the ultrasound, then we did a blood test in this separate part of the of Queen Charlotte's Hospital, and there were some photos there of the birth centre, and it said you could go and have a tour on the first Monday or the first what? first or third Sunday yes. of every month. Um, so we've seen that we can go in January and there's a picture and it looks like a hotel, like mm. a, a nice double bed and there's kind of a big mm. bath, a birthing nice. pool sort mm. of thing. And um, you you didn't could have yeah. had, that's yeah. what you were expecting to have. Is that's it? What it, no, you know, you do a birthing plan and um, oh, we were at St. Mary's in mm -hmm. Paddington and we went to the birthing centre. And it was beautiful. I mean, it really was. Yeah. You just wanted to move in. Yeah. It was enormous and it had this big pool and it had f funny lighting as well. It was like, you know, pink and you know, it was just beautiful. And so we were, you know, I'm sure everybody goes there and says, yes, yeah. this is where I want this to happen, you know. Um, and that was the plan. But yeah. it didn't It didn't happen that way. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I, I wish... You know, in hindsight, again, that I'd spoken to more people um, that had given birth mm. and about their experiences so I could, you know, find out how how this might not happen. Yeah. You know, I obviously, it's obvious it might not happen. But, you know, just to get different experiences, you know. And I remember being in one of the NC... Well, not, it wasn't NCT. It was just one of the classes they did at St. Mary's. And they were saying, you know, there was... Oh, it can take, you know, four or five days, you know, and we were all giggling away, like, ha, 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 you know. Yeah. Poor people, you know, not realising that that's a reality. Yeah. And that's a reality that happened to me. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't wise enough to, to realise that, that that actually could happen. Yeah. And I just assumed, like you are assuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you. just assumed that I was going to be yeah. fine yeah. and it was going to be really easy. And it and it wasn't. <laughs> so and what happened? You what is it? Um, just was there a, was there a thing that caused it to be longer? Than I, I was early. Yeah. Um, ten days mm -hmm. early, um, which I wasn't you know expecting. Prepared. I yeah. Wasn't prepared for. Did you and have a hospital bag packed? Yes, mm -hmm. we had that packed. Yeah. I was um. So you have to bring with you um when you give give birth. You have to have a little child's um car seat. Yeah, um, that's one of the things you have to have. My sister lives up in the Cali Road, and she had one, and she's like, "Come and come and get that." And I was like, "Okay." So it was at half past nine in the morning, and I was on the Euston underpass with my mum. She was going to come up as well, and uh, so I'm sitting in traffic, and I remember saying to my mum, "I'm not feeling right today, mum. I'm not feeling right," mm. you know. And then in the traffic, I had this overwhelming contraction. Yeah. And then I just started swearing, going, fuck, I think it's happening now, mum. You know, and I'm in the un Houston underpass, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and so, because, well, the only thing I could do really was turn around because it she can only drive an automatic and I wasn't, you know, 
Yeah. And I was like, right, I'm just, I'm going to turn around, I'm going to go home now. And she was like, okay, you know, so, um, so I think it, it happened. It wasn't, it, it was painful. Yeah. But it, it was like, okay, this is not normal. This is a contraction. This is happening now. Yeah. Um, so I think it was like 20 minutes later. So, um, there was another one and I got, but I was in pain, yeah. you know, because I think I was shocked and not prepared, um, that to be early. Yeah. And so I got to the front door and rather than getting my keys out, I banged on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's too hard. And I was like shouting, <laughs> Paul, Danny, bang, 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 you know, and when I should have just got the keys out and just calmly opened the door, but I was like, it's happening, right? Get, get the stopwatch out. Yeah. You know, let's see what the contractions are. And, and, you know, started writing down like when they were getting closer and closer and, we rang the hospital and they, it was about seven minutes every seven minutes or something. Which I, I was like, yeah. okay, this is really going, going for it now. Um, and they said, just come in, come in to the birthing center. And I was like, okay, calm. In we go, you know. And uh, got in there, and I was in, I was in a lot of pain already, yeah. a lot of pain. Um, and went into the birthing center, and they, it, it was really empty. You know, it wasn't heaving. It was really empty, and they were very calm to go we will examine you and I'm like I'm in a lot of pain and they're like yeah yeah whatever just <laughs> chill just wait there you know it's not you're not giving birth okay and I was like I'm in a lot of pain yeah. please you know and I really was I felt like I couldn't stand but I had to kneel yeah yeah on the floor you know and that's how I felt comfortable <laughs> yeah yeah I bet and so they examined me and, and then it was like you're only two centimeters you've got to go home how how many centimeters are you supposed to get to? I think I don't know. Two's a little. I don't know. Yeah. No, I can't remember. Okay. Seven to ten. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was. It definitely wasn't two. And I yeah. Go home. And I was like, well, I can't go home. You know, this is. I I'm, I don't want to go home. Yeah. And they were like, you got to go home. I'm sorry, you got to go home. And I was like, okay. I can't do that. I've got to go home. Um. So I went. Sorry, can I just turn that mic towards you a bit uh, more? Yeah, I went home. Sorry. Um, and they didn't stop. Yeah. The contractions didn't stop, and um, I d they said, you know, just. just oh, sorry, the mic seems to have gone. Oh, it seems to have gone off. The swap. Yeah, I don't know why it's that a, mic's just. It's a, it's a thrilling story. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, tell it into that mic. I don't know what's happened there. No. Keep going. It's a good story. Um. Yeah, oh, I'm still in fact, my waters had broken before I'd gone. My waters had Passed broken. Under yeah, mm -hmm. when I was at home before, it was, it was a, you know, first we called the hospital. This is sorry to be confusing, but I was trying to work out when my waters had broken, and they had broken at home, and yeah. that's when they said come in. Yeah, and so I just assumed I was going to stay there. Mm -hmm. Um, and when they said, you know, you're not, you're not ready, you have to go home. Um, what they didn't say to me was, when you come back, you're not allowed into the birthing centre. What they didn't say to me. And which, the reason being is, when your waters break, your amniotic fluid, which is what protects the baby from infection, yeah. is then gone. So you are at risk of being in ah. an infection. And they don't want, they can't have infection in the birthing centre yeah. because they haven't got the facilities to, you know, for infection to spread. Yeah. 
Um, so they didn't say that. They didn't say, when you come back, you're not going to be coming to this lovely place. You're going to go home and then you're going to go to the maternity ward and, yeah. and be in the, in the hospital. But I didn't know that at the time. So I came home, um, even though my waters had broken, and was so in so much pain that I just seized. You know, my body would just kind of clench itself yeah. because I just didn't know how to relax because yeah. it was so painful. Um, and the next, uh, you know, I had to be at home for until the next day. So all night, no sleep at all. Just, you know. And still like every seven minutes. Every seven minutes, Ooh. every six, seven minutes. I had about three bars. I was just, you know, just yeah. thinking, right, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to be, and it, you know, it's not getting any sooner. But, you know, so next morning, phone them, come in, go to the maternity ward, go upstairs. Right, we're going to admit you into the hospital. Uh, I got a bed. There were six other um, ladies. Birthing women. Birthing yeah. women. All in the same amount of pain as I was. In the room together. In the room together. <laughs> so very little privacy. Yeah. The lady at the window, closest to the window, had the gas on air. Um, one thing was, this was now Good Friday. So we've got, you know, the Easter weekend. Yeah. And little did I know that there were no staff on Easter weekend because they were all on holiday. <laughs> I don't know, but they weren't there, that's for sure. Um, so the gas and air, please. No, we've only got one, which is the lady at the window who is screaming in pain, you know. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, poor, poor lazy. She needs it more than yeah. I do because she's, I, I think, you know, the dad was kind of like looking to see if it was happening. No staff, no staff. Um, so we had to cope with this on our own. Yeah. So Paul would come, my mum would come, Paul would come, and they would take breaks, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, I need some kind of pain relief. And then so a nurse would come, you know, every hour or something, and, you know, and I said, can I, is it gas, something, something yeah. to help me through this, and paracetamol. And I was like, well, that's <laughs> it, just paracetamol. <laughs> and there was a lady opposite me who was threatening to sue the hospital. Yeah. Because she was in so much pain, she was saying this isn't right yeah you, know, you guys have to do something we're all in excruciating amount of pain and there's no one here to deal with it yeah you know and and i was begging paul i was saying please take me somewhere else where i can be looked after because i don't know what's going on i'm in so much pain and i was just beside myself yeah um so from what i remember um you could go down to the birthing unit not the birthing center but where you know, you do get a room on your own and then they would, you know, they would, so they would come up and call somebody at random times, four or five hours you would have to wait. And then, so it was like waiting for the lottery. Yeah. They come up and say, right, it's your turn to go down and we're going to assist you, you know, to, to get this process going. And, and I think because there was no one there, I couldn't l relax because, you know, there was yeah. nobody there. And that thing as well of being in a room with five, six other women in, in the same kind of, yeah. intense state wouldn't wouldn't it's not it's not the low level lighting of the birthing center no. and a water bath to go and sit in for no. a bit like that's all that's all feeding into anxiety and yeah. tension isn't it yeah i think I, I remember um i'm sorry to say this but i remember shitting myself i've said i've vomiting. said i think i'm gonna shit myself right i've, I've got I think that it's predicted already yeah for the baby to come releasing out. it so i shat myself and vomited yeah. simultaneously 
which was the, I've never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> and in front of a room of people, right? Yeah. Well, you've got curtains, you yeah. Know? And so, but there's nobody there. Yeah. You know. So my mom was like, "Well, you can't lie in a bed of shit." Yes. So I'm going to go and find you some clean sheets. Mom, please do. You know. Yeah. And so she went off and started looking. And especially in not in the 21st century in London, right? Like, right. why is she looking for in in the cupboards? Yeah. You know. Um, to find some clean bedding so you know she was basically my nurse yeah you know so she went and found some sheets and you know wow um so I think it had obviously it had something to do with the fact that we see Easter weekend yeah and, you know um eventually um I think it was early hours of Sunday morning so this went on Friday Saturday you know and so it started on Thursday that's when my waters broke and then Friday, Saturday was contractions, contractions, yeah. contractions, <gasps> no birth, just waiting, tensing up, feeling just, I don't know, understand what's going on, yeah. exhausted, um, you know, so early out, late Saturday night, early hours of Sunday morning, they said they called my name and I couldn't walk by then. I yeah. was exhausted, I had no energy, um, I was in so much pain, I couldn't, I was beside myself and I remember this. I, I couldn't walk. And uh, the, the nurse was like, get up off the floor. And yeah. I was like, what? I yeah. can't walk. And she, you know, she was like, get up, get up off the floor. And I was like, please, please. <laughs> you know, and my mum went and found her again. Yeah. You know, like a nurse went and found a wheelchair to wheel me into the lift. So I, c because I couldn't physically move. Yeah. Um, and then when I got into the room, oh, wow. You know, amazing, amazing. And I had nothing left, no energy at all. Um, when they said, do you want a... Um, epidural? Epidural. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. I've got no energy left. Yeah. You know, and I remember <laughs> kind of trying to be really cool because the, the guy, the anaesthetist was like, he's really cool, you know. Yeah. And I wasn't prepared for him to be so cool. I was kind of like sitting up and like, <coughs> hi. You know, <laughs> like trying to compose myself, you know, that bit, this yeah. guy was cool. And yeah. I had to be a bit impressive. Just, yeah, not behave like a, you know... Animal. A weak <laughs> yeah. dick. Yeah. So once I had the epidural, that was like, wow, why couldn't this happen? Have happened? Yeah. Like two days ago. Um, and then I, I was relaxed, and then, you know, and then I had a few hours sleep. Yeah. Um, and then when I woke up, it was like, yeah, no, you're gonna give birth now, and I was like, great. And I needed help, you know. Yeah. Because I was so exhausted. Yeah. And I had the epidural. Um. I did need help. Yeah. And I, it was a fontouse, I think they call it. I don't know what that is. No, it's kind of like, I don't know, there must be a Is it that vacuum it. thing? Y yeah. We so help they, suck they, it they up. They help. So you, yeah. you push, but they need to, um, just, just to help. Yeah. I had no energy. Yeah. And no feeling, really. So the actual giving birth was, was beautiful yeah. and easy once I'd actually made it into that room. But the two days being in the ward upstairs was was un unreal um i'd found out when i got home that it was so busy um that some people had to give birth at home because that particular weekend you know they weren't prepared so some people had to stay at home because there was no space in the hospital so they were like you were actually really lucky that you were admitted into the hospital yeah so you know maybe i maybe i was lucky but, but no again staff. If you'd if you'd been at home, you might have been more relaxed, and it might have happened. Yeah, you know, there's that you don't know because I think to me it makes sense that being in that environment would make you more tense and make it 
mm. harder to to kind of release mm. the baby yeah into the world um i think when you know i've been watched you know i had watched lots of this one born every minute or whatever it's called and you see and they've got a room and their husband's there kind of being really annoying um <laughs> and and you know they, they're in a room and that's what i thought i thought i would go to a room yeah and i would have somebody checking up on me all the time and that's what i didn't have I yeah was in, a, in a ward you know with nobody checking up on me and telling me you're okay this is going to be fine yeah no reassurance you know yes yeah, i i read a book a few weeks ago that's called give birth like a feminist and it's about which we don't really like the title but it's a it's about the the way that feminism is not alive in the in the maternity ward. It's not alive in the birth rooms that people aren't informed and you don't get to ask for stuff and you don't and you're not heard in the same way mm. that you um that we 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 like to be and we've been managed to be heard more in the world, mm. but in that in that environment is still not quite there. So yeah. all those things of not being informed about that stuff yeah. and not and not being yeah not being heard when you say I can't get up off the floor yeah. Yeah, that that's that that's not her. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. So it's about this kind of book is about being able to like ask those questions and sort of knowing your rights as well. But then it's good that it was that when it finally happened that it yeah, went, amazing. went okay. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, is your is your microphone dead? No, I do not have a microphone. <laughs> I feel like that was the powers that be saying no man should be involved. In this <laughs> No, yes, yes, you can be. Um, I don't know. I think that's that. That's really covered the span of pregnancy. <laughs> is there any other like? Is there some things like you've talked a lot about? Well, you've talked a couple of times about hindsight and things that you go, oh, if I'd known that, I would have done that differently. Mm. Do you think there are any particular bits of advice or things that you wish you'd known that that spring to mind? I think I would have taken time off. Yeah. I think in hindsight, I would have done that. Um, I think that's the main thing because it's such a special time, mm. you know, and it really puts, it really changed. It, it does to some people. Some people it doesn't. They go straight back into work. But, you know, it was like work schmuck mm. after that, you know. That's how I felt. And it was like, why have I been putting this off? Why yeah. have I done that? You know, and I that I regretted that. Um, you know, and yeah, it just put things into a different perspective and a perspective that I really enjoyed and yeah. really, you know, I'm grateful and love. Yeah. Um I think I mean I de I definitely think that's been a big learning for me with all the people that we've spoken to is is that part of it because because like you, like me, like our other guests, what we, we love what we do mm -hmm. but also knowing it's not the whole world, mm. and then when you when you are introduced to your n new child, mm. <laughs> that you go, oh yeah, no, it's not the whole. World. Yeah. It isn't like that. That this is this is a, a beautiful and good thing, and and that I was looking at doing some extra work, kind of closer up to the time of the birth. That that I've kind of like you know three weeks of a chunk of three weeks that I'm not doing now mm. from talking to people mm. and going, oh that seems like the that seems like the right decision. Like mm. that's definitely the advice that I've given been given um and in terms of carl he often wants to know if there's anything that i'm talking for you now you. <laughs> um anything that he should know or think about particularly as being the partner to help along the way 
think you're going to do that naturally. I yes. think, you know, um, I think women's hormones are very different after they've given birth. I didn't feel that I was uh, quite on this planet, uh, I think, for about three months. Yeah. I I was, like, buzzing. I think, I, I don't know, whatever. Adrenaline. Like I don't know what hormone it was. If I could bottle it, I would sell it yeah. and take it or buy it because it, I was, like, on this amazing high for about three months. It was just this bizarre... And I suppose it's your body going, this is... You've got to do this for your child. Um, and it, it was a great feeling. Um, so I, I might not have done things normally in yeah. that period of time. I might have behaved in a different way. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I would have to ask Paul. But, you know, hopefully I wasn't an arsehole and go, darling, you know, can you please get me this? Because, you know... I, I know mates that have done that, like what, that are doing, having have just had a baby now, and you know colleagues that I'm working with, yeah. that are blokes that are moaning because their wives have just given birth, and they're going, "Can you get me this? Can you get me that? Can you do this? Can you do that?" And they're just running around doing it all because they're breastfeeding, yeah. And they think this is look, this is what I'm doing. So you need to do this. You yeah. need to get me some tea, and, you know. And I was explaining to them that they've just done this. Is their body is not normal. They won't be doing that forever more, I promise you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just that they're, they're just not being normal. I think, and, and I've had a little bit, the flip side of that is the way that women can also be very, like, too grateful for them going, thank you for getting me that, thank you for getting me that. And it's like, actually, I can't do it right now. Mm. I'm feeding this child, mm. so just get it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I do, Carl's been, Carl carried my bag around yesterday and I was very grateful Oh, for yeah. <laughs> Okay. I kept saying, thank you for carrying my bag. Thank you for carrying my bag. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's that's about it. It's been amazing to talk thank to you. you. Thank you. Thank um, you. I'm, so glad I, I'm so glad I thought of you and to get your perspective on this. Um, so thank you very much. I wish you both the best. Cheers. This is so exciting. Yeah, it's cool. Thanks. Hello, my darlings. It's me, Anna Mann, actress, singer, welder. Gotta have a backup. I've been in everything, my darlings, and I've been cut from most things. However, I will not be cut from one thing, and that is my own podcast, Talking to Actors with Anna Mann, where I meet those rarest of creatures, the actors. That's Talking to Actors on The Great Big Owl. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.